Speaking of things we learned today, does anyone know what Scotland's national animal is? (laughs) Remember when Uh, we said derail and go on tangents? Here we are. (laughs) I really want to guess. Yeah, something like that. A cockatoo. Google it. Google it. You will never guess what it is. You didn't guess. You didn't guess, Matt. You have to guess first. Um, I'm thinking cockatoo. Wild. Go wild. No, wild. Just wild. The wildest. You can't now because I already Googled it. And no. I'm so confused. Dang it. I know, right? They're what living is their it? best life. They are living their best life. It's I, a I mean, unicorn. I, good for Scotland, but I have questions as to what they know that we don't. <laughs> Presented on this podcast is of a general nature and is intended for educational and entertainment purposes. While many of the people here have some form of mental health training, they are not your mental health professional. This podcast is not a replacement for mental or physical care or for the diagnosis of any mental health illness or condition. So, hello, and thank you for joining us once again for the Guardians MH podcast. The first one of the year it's what we're on season five up to this point so i'm yes. one of your hosts dr goku and with me i have my good friend matt hi and lord joe hello lord now in the presence of the lord of scotland <laughs> welcome if you're joining us for the, the first time guardians mh is a 501c3 nonprofit focused on promoting mental health awareness throughout the gaming community we strive to be a first step in assisting individuals in gathering meaningful resources in a safe and inclusive atmosphere. Our our podcast is just another way to normalize talking about mental health and is a fusion of mental health topics and gaming. So please welcome our guest, Gamer Girl Gray. Gray, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It's my pleasure and honor. Thank you for having me. No, thank you for coming on. I was so stoked when you were like, I would love to. And it's like, Oh, I I fanboyed out a little bit, and like I said earlier, like I, I anytime I get an opportunity to catch your streams, I always watch them, and it's it's always a blast. You're very talented, and the way you just not for one, you play trials, so you very kind of won me over with that, and uh, two, it's just your inner level of interaction and just your energy is just energizing to somebody just watching it so i'll i'll actually tune in while i'm working on stuff and it's just so entertaining but so thank you very much for coming on with us you're too kind joe you're too kind um i it always makes my day to see you there in streams and uh i'm glad you appreciate uh what i'm trying to do here and i I, if i'm gonna i'm gonna pull the curtain back really quick i will say since you know, we were looking to restart the podcast and, you know, we were like, you know, who should we have on? Things like that. And I'll never forget, Joe in Discord was just like, guys, guys, Gamer Girl Grace coming on. Uh, <laughs> like, it was, I was like, yes, please. Yes, please. And, <laughs> but he oh was, God. he really was. Like, I, I wish I was blowing this out of proportion, but I'm really not. Yeah. He was... <laughs> I'll, I'll pull the curtain back on my end. When Joe asked me, I ran to my wife. And I was like, babe, babe, you're not going to believe this. You're not going to believe this. She's like, what? I'm like, they asked me to be on their podcast. And she's like, no way. I'm like, yes, they asked me. So we freaked out here too. So, you know. See, we're all fanning out it's on a each other. Exactly. Oh my God. Mutual, yeah. It's, I love it. I okay, love popcorn. it. Mutual nerding out. Isn't yeah. that what this is all about? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And uh, we said it earlier, but uh, definitely want to give you a, another big shout out and congratulations on your Bungie community focus this week. It dropped today. If you haven't checked it out, go to the Bungie.net site, uh, explore and check out the news right there. You will see yeah. Gamer Girl Gray's article right there. And it's so cool. Um she is it's just so amazing it it went 
way more in depth than than I've seen past ones, which was really great because I really got to know you better, you know, as uh, not only a streamer and a person in the community, but you and as yourself and starting out and going into the topics that you did throughout the article. It, it was just it was a refreshing community focus. And I really loved it. So congratulations uh, from all of us, because I know we, we're we all psyched to see this and it, it's just awesome to see. Thank you so much. I think uh, when I got offered the opportunity, I was again, I, I think I really, the highlights of these memories for me are the moments when I get to know about them. So when I got offered the opportunity to be the community focus, I again, could not believe. And I again, ran to my wife and cried. I literally cried. So Sam, who wrote the article, did a fantastic job. And I, I try to pour my heart out and kind of show the side of me that a lot of people who don't, uh, who haven't seen a stream get to know. So I'm glad that got through to the readers. Um, Definitely did. It really is a nice read. Um, mm-hmm. And it is, it, it, it looks, it reads as though a very authentic one interview but just you also come across very authentic very real and that's not questioning if you are of course (laughs) but it reads that way as well too um which is i think another good thing as far as like articles like this go thank you i appreciate it so for the people that are either listening or watching us live on stream that may not know who you are why don't you give us a little bit of information about who you are and what you do within the destiny community I'd love to. So, um, hello, everybody. I am uh, Gray, also known as Gamer Girl Gray. Uh, I'm an Indian American Twitch community builder and streamer, and I've tried to put the community builder aspect before the streamer part. Um, I was born and raised in India. I moved to the States in 2016, and I've been here since then. I'm happily married to my uh, the love of my life for the past five years. I'm a I'm a mom to two dogs and four cats and uh, outside of gaming and just hanging out with friends in the crucible. I work as a healthcare consultant. So I try to build and market products that improve the quality of life of people living with chronic conditions. Um, It's something that I'm truly blessed to be doing for work. And um, uh, yeah, that's, that's how I'd sum it up. That's me. Hello, everybody. I love it. That job sounds very fascinating, and there may be questions that I want to ask off Please. camera because I don't know how much you can say on camera. Um, but very, very interesting, and just because as somebody who also works in the healthcare industry, I'm always curious to learn about new things. But um, the first aspect that that you mentioned, an Indian American Twitch community builder, can you explain that a little bit more? So the Indian American part or the Twitch community builder part or both of them? All of it. All of Everything. All we of want it. to know all about you. Let's start from <laughs> the beginning. No. So I think the the reason, like I technically by law, I'm still Indian. Um, and it's something my, my heritage and my culture is something that I'm really, really proud of. And I try to talk about it as much as I can, because I, I do believe that it helps put spotlight on a lot of minorities that deserve more credit than they're given usually. Um, and the community building aspect. I So when I started streaming, what I say consistently, it's, I still don't have a consistent schedule for me um, with full-time work and the responsibilities I have. It's hard to have a schedule. So for me, I, I go on stream as much as I can, right? But the community building aspect is more important to me than just the content creator aspect, because I started this journey with this goal in mind of doing something better with my platform, doing something that I would like to be remembered for when and if I stop streaming, you know? So it's something that I I feel is my main goal with content creation, taking my platform, my voice, whatever, whatever influence I have and using that for as much good as I can, be it in terms of raising money and awareness for charities like yours, or just talking about struggles of minorities, people of color, the LGBTQIA community, mental health, stuff that I don't see talked about as much as I'd like to. So that's the community building aspect. Bring them all together and you have a Indian American uh, community builder in Twitch room. I love it. 
I really do. I love it when also as well just causes kind of a line in that sense because I think that's also something that we as as a group tend to tend to do as well. Um, so it, it's always fantastic to see other creators promoting that, doing that, but also too. Um, and apologies, my brain just shut off for a moment. Um, <laughs> but using that platform for good, in a sense, um, is really where I was going with that. Wow, it's been a while. I'm rusty. <laughs> apologies, all around. Oh, so Joe can edit it in the uh, the back end. Nah, yes. we're doing it live. Keep it in. Keep oh. it in. Joe's <laughs> character. Um, so not to fully take from the community focus, but why destiny? Okay. So (laughs) I think it's happenstance. This, there are two games that I think have been pivotal in my life. I would say they've been constants in some experiences of my past that will always continue to define who I am. And they just stuck with me. The other game is Skyrim. I spent hours and hours and hours just, just I don't know, just leveling up in Skyrim as an escape mechanism when I was in India. And the second was Destiny. I think with Destiny, I had people to talk to. I had these other guardians that I could see, these other people that existed in this game and had, you know, the freedom that I wanted to have at that point in time. And it was just a good feeling that just stuck with me. And even when I'm having a horrible time in PvP, even if I'm just like frustrated, I, I cannot let go. I, it's it's something that I think I'll continue playing till the game dies, whenever it does, if it does. So it just yeah, is the- everything. It is PvE, it's PvP. If, I'm, if I want to hang out with friends, I can do that. If I just want to farm materials, I can do that. I you want to go diving deep for lore and you find a that. hidden story that's in yep. the game. I mean, there's so many rabbit holes you can go yep. into with with the uh, the Destiny universe. It's just it's endless. And I mean, just like you said, you pointed out, you know, PvP, PvE. There's so many different like aspects to Destiny Two right now, especially okay. with the season building, and then. In the past with Destiny, and I'm going to go on a little rant right here. In the past with Destiny, they tried seasons in the past. And when the season ended, that content disappeared, Mm -hmm. essentially. So the game modes and everything. Right now, the way the seasons are, you can still play content from two seasons ago. So the event, if you really like that six-person activity and it, it was really fun to you, you can still enjoy that two seasons later even though when the expansion comes out next month some of those that content is going to go away but it's going to be replaced with even more content which Mm -hmm. is it's just an ever-growing game and i don't know i gotta give huge props to the the lore people of of the destiny community because holy shit man it's like i every little piece of armor and four books i mean yeah there's four books i I have all four (laughs) if you want to go searching for uh you have to go through all the armor ships uh marks uh just flavor text of everything and it all gets put together and it's like man that is that's a game right there i mean that's something that's that's a world that you can jump into and literally enjoy any enjoy it any way you want to and i i like that about that even though the question wasn't directed to me i really it, it, I, was, I got excited to talk about it I'm sorry, i apologize it's a shared experience ways, yeah. it is one of the it, ways i've always kind of explained destiny to everyone is there have been so many fps's but it's mainly focused on pvp where you are competing with someone else or against someone else Whereas with Destiny, and there have been MMOs in the past, I think what Destiny brings to the table is one being an FPS and the the gunplay being so good, but working as a team, whether it's a three-person activity of four or a six, you get that sense of going on this journey with this group. We played the same PvP. 
<laughs> You're just like, all right, everybody, was, I'm we're going to work PBE. together. <laughs> we're going to beat this team. And all of a sudden, everybody goes in different directions. <laughs> I'm talking about PVE, man. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it just marries so many good aspects and just the world building. Because mm-hmm. I still remember those original trailers and kind of hopping on to the Destiny Alpha back on PS4. I was like, ooh, look at that. Ooh, and finding the ogre underneath the um, the Cosmodrome. Yeah, I mean, it's like the ultimate power fantasy in both PvP and PvE aspects. Like, if you want to just hang out, have a good time with buds, laugh around, you can do that. If you if you think skill is something that you want to focus on, here, here are some more people to shoot at. Just everything you want in one game. Beautiful graphics, beautiful just worlds, mm-hmm. stories, and lore, what's left, you know? And it's hard to think how how old this game is now. It's, what, seven years old? Seven going on eight. Seven, seven and going a on half. Eight. Yeah. Seven and a half. 2014. Oof. Not, not many games that have kind of stood this, the test of time, <laughs> the way that it has. Skyrim. <laughs> True. Skyrim's been around forever, <laughs> and you've pointed that out. Get, it gets re, 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 re released. Yeah, so, and when you get bored, you can have these mods that can become any other game. You know, so just. I am super excited to play it in VR. A buddy of oh. mine got the Oculus, and he's we're gonna what, hook it Skyrim? up on computer. Yeah, I've heard good things. Okay. I'm super excited. Yeah, I'll stream it, Joe. Don't worry. Nice. <laughs> Please do, because I've been seeing, we hopefully see it will be something that I can clip and turn into a TikTok video for well. you, because uh, I've seen people run into walls and everything else. <laughs> it's going to have to be one of those streams that's after 10 o'clock, because I'm pretty sure my language is not going to be appropriate. <laughs> um, I have a question, and only because I have seen what goes into some of the stuff like this. What was it like participating in World's First for Deep Stone and for uh, Day One Vault of Glass? Um, (laughs) (laughs) So my first Day One experience was um, Garden of Salvation, but it was awful um, (laughs) because I just decided to jump in with the LFG team. And I think I rotated through nine teams in the 24 hours because... We'd like learn the things and somebody would leave and then we'd get somebody new in, then somebody else would leave. It was just harrowing. And I was like, I'm never doing this ever again. This was the worst mistake I've ever made in my life. And uh, then I had the chance to redo the Deep Stone with a couple of friends of mine. Um, And I think it's been one of, I would say, most memorable moments for me in terms of just a very intense sprint of uh, your patience, being able to learn mechanics and just staying alive, uh, teamwork, like everything you could think that applies to a real world stressful situation, like a corporate situation, decision making, it all translated to that experience, which I absolutely loved. Um, But I do think that if you're not prepared for something like that, and if your team members are not like as compatible with your play style, you don't have good communication going, it can be very painful. So. Because it can lead it awesome. to yeah. so yeah. much anger and frustration oh for my people God. that yes. m- may not be prepared. Because mm-hmm. one, you're kind of going through a meat grinder of wiping and wiping and wiping. Yep. And you're questioning each you other, and yourself. what you're own doing and then each other. And then it creates the yeah. infighting. So you need to have that cohesive team, but also be having that ability to work together and recognize that. All right. We're in this struggle together. We can't turn on each other. Right. We're all trying to get the same thing. Like nobody is throwing on purpose. So remembering that in the moment and what I think was very important, it kind of really affected my experience when I compare my Deep Stone versus um, um, Walt of Glass experience. That With Walt of Glass, I was with a bunch of friends. I had the opportunity to hang out with them before the day one experience. I knew them a little bit more. And we kind of, I think we did a raid or two before we jumped in. So we did have that team chemistry going already. So it was much, much, much smoother compared to LFG and then just, you know, just 
online friends that you don't know much about, but you're trying to be as civil as possible every time the damaged screen comes up. So, yeah. Like salvation is a hell of a raid to jump into as well. Yeah, it was rough. Yeah. It was rough. But it's like yeah. any organized team sport. You need to have a connection with yeah. the people on your team. Yep. There's definitely a level of trust that you need to have going into it to know that everybody is doing their best and, you know, everybody came prepared. Nobody is slacking. Right. Love how you compared it to like almost workplace kind of uh, mentality as well too. working in an, in an emergency room for as long as I did. Um, Yeah, no, it's, you do need to be prepared for the unexpected. um, But also that level of patience and, um, uh ability to withstand some some yelling some screaming and some cursing that goes on Um, it's it's very much needed in some in some of those situations so no i i i've always i'm not i i've barely i have not done garden of salvation the only raids i've done really are for d2 at least are deep stone and vault of glass and that's thanks to the other two gentlemen that are on this podcast um so um but the world's first always like excited me so that's why i was i was very eager to ask like what your experience was but very very cool do you see yourself uh possibly going after for another world's first experience so i think (laughs) the level of preparation that people who are serious about these things put into it. I'm, I'm not the type of gamer that does that. So realistically, I, I'll be like, I'm the type of person who just likes to base things on facts. I'm not going to go for Worlds first, but I would like to be in the top 500 this time. I think for um, Deep Stone, we were a little beyond the first thousand teams. I didn't even know what our ranking was for um, Vault of Glass, but I would like for us to be within the first 500. That, that's more than enough for me like one step at a time i don't want to put undue pressure on myself or my team um we're all pretty casual gamers like driven but casual to the point where i don't think comparing myself to people like salter grip or mactex people who've been in the top 10 the level of effort they've put into it i i can't um compare my preparation to theirs so i can't expect the same results either that would not be fair because that level of preparation, certainly prior to a world's first run, kind of takes the enjoyment out of the content and you're just grinding through it. You're so serious through it. There's no time to goof around. And, you know, like every mistake is just such a huge impact on everybody in the team. So you're not exploring the grind up to power level. And you're not exploring the encounters or the raid. You're just, let's beat this as quick mm-hmm. as possible. Yep. yep. It's the goal. It's a very different mindset. A, a very mm. in the zone type of mindset. Whereas when I did both of my um, day one races, it was just more like, hey, what's going on? Yeah, I mean, we have to get it in 24 hours. But that's the thing. We have 24 hours to get this. So. I always love seeing all the excitement around day one release of like the new raids, because the raids are like a very special thing in the community. Um, And, you know, with all guardians and uh, everybody throughout the destiny community, because it's, it's the new raid and the world's first excitement and all this. But like you said, I, you have 24 hours to get that special emblem and to be within the, you know, the world's first with beating the raid day one. Um, it's always fun seeing just within our circle of uh, friends that we play with and people that we play with online, the excitement between all of them. When we all jump into a chat later at night, it's like, Oh man, we got hung up on the second encounter and this and that, but uh, you know, I'm willing to start from the beginning. I could show you. And they're, everyone's always willing to jump back in and be like, Hey, oh, yeah. I'm willing to show the mechanics to the point of where I know them. And then we can figure it out together. Mm-hmm. And you know, you get to, uh, you know, the bewitching time where, you know, some people start to turn into pumpkins <laughs> or that you're like internet- midnight. And it's like, well, I got to go. But yeah, midnight. It's, it's midnight <laughs> and, and you get internet goes away. 
Yeah, right. I don't. I still don't know what that is. That's going to drive me insane till the end of time. Um, Wait, is that a thing? That is. Joe, it is. Oh my god! <laughs> it's only with Destiny. Oh my! God. It's been going on for four years, years now. Where wow. it'll be between twelve and twelve thirty at night. For some reason, Easter I will Standard get time. a weasel code with Destiny, and I'll get booted to the main title screen. And then I'll just have to load back in. I the stream won't cut out, mm-hmm. Discord won't cut out, nothing else is affected. I can play any other game, nothing affects it. It's just for something in Destiny <laughs> at 12 to 12:30 at night wow. that I get booted. And I don't know what it is. I've had people on stream literally sit there for 25 minutes and try and figure out like why why this is happening. That is crazy. Yeah, that is interesting. Yeah, I'm not a tech person. Ah, technology. Yeah, people are like, it works, but it doesn't. This eh. is like, uh, I don't know. It's honestly made for some hysterical moments during reading, though. To be just (laughs) very honest, mid encounter and 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 Joe's goes, (laughs) yep, and I'll I'll just go up contacting Destiny server. Yeah, King just nailed it. I have a cursed account, and it's confirmed. The hive have breached. Siva has gotten into my account and is now infected. <laughs> and I get booted every That's night. Has to be. It. <laughs> so I, I can't think of a better way to horribly transition into <laughs> into our topic than in all honesty talking about raids. Because if there's nothing else, resiliency is a factor when it comes to raiding. Um, certainly on day one raids. Cer- certainly true? on day one. Um, I enjoy talking about resiliency, but also in reading the community focus and being in your streams, uh, Gray. It's it, it's it's just it is something that I, I tend to see in a lot of people, I should say, um, and also something that I teach and use a lot uh, within my personal practice. Um, with clients and things like that, you know, so the idea of resiliency, um, it's actually the idea of allowing yourself to be knocked down, but coming back and coming back a little bit stronger each time that you do get knocked down. And there's, I I don't want to cause controversy or stir. This is not the same as, you know, pull yourself up from the bootstraps because that kind of terminology should be going out the window. Um, this is more of an this is more of an in-depth, this is the 2022 version of that statement. It's much more in-depth looking at what knocked you down, looking at how you felt about it. Not being you don't necessarily have to be okay with what knocked you down, but there is this aspect of being able to and learning how to get up. Right. And to equate this to raids and to destiny and to video games, if nothing else, that's what we do. Right. When you are in a when you are in a raid and hint, hint, wink, wink, this is in our bungee mental health kits. Um, (laughs) I had to. Um, But that the idea is being able to kind of allow almost in a sense, allowing when it's appropriate to get knocked down. But then as that pamphlet says, being mindful as to what happened, what's going on around you, but also what's going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. So the other aspect of that, too, is as you build resiliency, as anybody builds resiliency, I should say, it helps the process of emotional healing. It helps with the aspect of moving forward towards the goals that you want or that, that anybody is looking to achieve. And again, this is this also ties in a lot with acceptance, you know, and acceptance commitment therapy, things like that. But it's it really is more so just allowing yourself the opportunity to look at what happened right. and plan differently. Um and again, I, I think I think as as we said before, something that a lot of people, and I include myself there have struggled with from 2020 on is this idea of, well, this the COVID just the change of the world has really knocked 
everybody down. Doc, mm-hmm. actually, me and you were having a one-on-one conversation about that earlier today. Just oh, how it, much it, has changed. Being a mental health professional now, and I don't want to take away from any of the other health professionals because they are going through so much in the hospitals and kind of dealing with so much being a mental health professional, we're in this kind of effigy where we're seeing more and more people getting just to their breaking points. And we're hearing these stories and we're helping them so much. I was kind of following some people on, uh, on Twitter that are, are therapists and they were saying how they're writing their, their, uh, session notes, whereas helping client deal with collective existential dread from pandemic. And it, it just kind of wears down after a while where you're you're hearing these stories. And normally as a mental health professional, you can kind of have some distance because you kind of don't go through everything everyone <laughs> in your office comes uh, to you with. But we're all going through the same thing. We're all kind of dealing with the same existential dread, maybe not in the same way, but we're all in this collective trauma together. To spin this a little bit, um, Gray, on your journey, as far as being a Twitch streamer, both um, as well as a uh, medical professional in a sense, is there are there moments where you've needed to have that increased resiliency and I'm asking this because I'm trying to loop you into the conversation. I don't want you to be just sitting here um, <laughs> while, we, while we ramble. Um, but I, I, I love I love getting the opinion and hearing from others in regards to that, whether it's just from Twitch streaming or whether it's from um, full, you, you know, f- uh, full-time other work. Is there anything there that you feel as though is prevalent or relevant, I should say? Oh, yeah, definitely. So I, I really liked what you started off saying about resilience, right? It's it's just like something, bringing a destiny example. It's something that comes into play when you're facing adversity, when you're taking damage, right? That's when your resilience comes into play. And it's, I like to think of it more as a muscle that you develop instead of something that you're just inherently born with. The more you're, the more you're going through adversity, the more you go through hardships and the better you learn from them, the better you process them the better prepared you are for the next ones. Um, in in my journey, just moving to a different country and continent, just coming to terms with my own identity in a country that was extremely homophobic. Um, mm. There have been so many times where I felt that this is the lowest point of my life. This is the hardest thing that I'll ever do. And this is never going to end. But once you realize that the concept of impermanence, the concept that everything will end, this too shall pass. And I have that tattooed because it's something that bears so much meaning to me. The, mm. the realization that all of these moments, the good ones we don't dwell on so much, but the bad ones we mm. think will never end. They will end. You, you will get through them. You always have. You're here because you've gotten through all the past ones. So you won all the battles that you've fought so far. Um, Knowing that in my profession, knowing that in my personal journeys, knowing that whenever I go through any experiences that I feel are really hard on the soul and emotionally, I I feel has been very crucial. Like knowing that if I process this the best way I can, if I know what I can do better next time, I'm still winning. Even though I'm knocked down right now, if, even though this is hard right now, even though this is tough right now, I can still win being in this by just learning from it. So I think that's that's been really, really important. No, absolutely. So what you're saying there is it's something that I actually talked about with a, a client today. So I was talking about like resiliency and I was talking about a metaphor with an act called the, the chessboard metaphor. Because we as a species are kind of wired to focus and notice things that are negative, things that are positive. Well, I don't need to worry about it. Again, humans at our core 
we are animals. We don't, we aren't very different from dogs, cats, apes, whatever other animal. So our basis is for survival. So we will notice and latch on to things that are different, that are wrong, that are suspicious, that could impact our self-preservations and our security. So we will latch on to these things and hyper-focus and we won't let go. Problem is the fact that we have this higher consciousness that will ruminate and will dwell and it'll create a whole bunch of emotions. So within the, the ACT chessboard, a lot of people will have this conflicting ideology of, well, I need to be happy. I need to outweigh the bad with the good. So you're imagining a chessboard with these chess pieces, black and white, and there's, they're in this internal struggle or eternal struggle. Problem is, there's an infinite amount of pieces. Mm. Ne- there's never going to be a winner. Right. You're never going to have so many white or blacks that are they're going to overwhelm everything. With an act, it's accepting, meaning... You're watching that chessboard, but you're not in that match. So stuff is happening and it's okay. And you're building this resiliency that, all right, we're getting confronted with these things, but they're a moment, it'll pass and we move on to something else. Yep. We don't dwell on something for so long because something else is going to come along. Right. It's a journey, not a destination. Mm -hmm. You're absolutely absolutely right. And you know what? I could even spin this and compare it to video games, helping us build kind of uh, emotional resilience with a video game. Um, Because they're, come on, out of the four of us here and everybody that's like listening to us, uh, there is a game or two that you have cried to. Something has happened in that game's in <laughs> right there we'll use that there's something that has happened in a game where a character dies or something and it's it's a high like a high stake like you're so immersed in the story and the characters and everything. it's like oh i really like that character Cade six and this and that and really bummed out and it makes you feel Wait, terrible. And you what get it. happened with Kate Six? We'll talk about it oh, later. No. Uh, we'll talk about <laughs> it. Everything's fine. We're, we're good. Yeah. yeah, everything's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, but uh, continuing with that, uh, something will happen in a video game where it will test us emotionally because we're emotion- we're invested into it, and something terrible will happen. Well, that's not it. We don't turn the game off. We keep playing. You keep playing that's the true. game, and you keep keep moving forward so in a way games are a great tool for helping uh build emotional resilience for that can be transferred into everyday situations i agree with that absolutely it also like transfers really well to online communities in my opinion it's something so i think doc mentioned this earlier right we dwell on negative reactions. Another aspect of that is that we expect what we put out. If I'm a good person, if I'm Mm -hmm. talking to you nicely, I'm in a community being a positive actor, you know, just being a normal person, I expect everybody to treat me the same. Enter Mm -hmm. a lot of people who don't act the same way. You have trolling, you have all sort of homophobia, Mm -hmm. racism, you name it, you have it. It's, It's the internet, right? And you just see all of that and you're like, wow, what did I do to deserve this? And suddenly it breaks this thing in your brain that is always believed that I will get what I put out. And then you question Mm -hmm. everything. You start questioning yourself. You start questioning your own decisions. You start questioning the good in this world. You start just seeing everything as a negative influence. So I, I think when you put yourself out on the internet, even just as a consumer or as a content creator, let's say, knowing that you're not always going to have positive experiences um, really prepares you for not just the internet, but also real life. Like, you know that there'll be people who will not always agree with you. And 
that should not be always the goal. We, we can all agree to disagree on topics and still coexist. And being okay with that concept really can not just, it has helped me personally as, as, as a human being, as, as a content creator, and even in my professional life, like we don't always have to agree. That's fine. As long as you're a decent person, we're good. We're chilling. So that, that comes into mindset. So there are like two different types of mindsets and I won't spiel too much on this, I swear. Uh, so we have growth and fixed mindsets. So fixed mindsets, we tend to kind of stay put. We kind of stick to things that aren't too challenging because we know they're safe. Right. We yeah. know they, they work. But a growth mindset is someone that seeks out a challenge. So we mm. do something not because it's easy, but because it's hard, because mm. we know it'll bring us to that next level. Yep. And gamers have that growth mindset. Yep. Again, it's always that next level. We will spend hours upon hours grinding at that one boss and hopefully just, just that one more turn and I finally get it. And you get that euphoria of, I finally got it. And now I move on to the next task. Yep. <laughs> I just, there's this, I'm I just, worthy. Of yes. Every single Destiny player in the community. Oh, man, I got to go to bed, man. It's like <laughs> one more try. <laughs> so one close, more so try. Close, so, one close. Close. <laughs> so close. Yeah, yes. but a lot of, so little health. Let's try so it again. many hours of sleep lost <laughs> trying to finish that final encounter. True. But it's great because multiplayer <laughs> games uh, are a fantastic way to like foster teamwork and cooperation that you every every like wipe you get one step closer and you're working together until everybody right. is in sync. But it also goes for the community, too. I mean, it, because each perseverance and resiliency, because each time that it's done, each time there's a wipe, we all learn something. Right. Exactly. We all learn what to do, what not to do, who's built for this task, who's better to go, you know, who's who's who knows Venus a little bit better than Mars. So they run onto Venus instead. Right. It's it's one of those aspects where not only do you start to learn more about yourself, you learn more about the group that you're with. And that's the other thing, too. I think what everybody kind of really touched upon here, the core resiliency is not is also not necessarily doing it alone. There is this aspect where. And this is what separates it from older ideology of uh, toughen up, get get a skin, things like that. Where it's like, no, uh, I have I have a skin. It's fine, you know. <laughs> I got a little dry patches, but other than that, I'm okay. Um, but it's more so of who's around me that I know that I can get support from to give me a different perspective, yes. right? Who can help me break out of this negative thought process or this negative thought cycle? that I have, that I'm having right now so that I can learn and grow from it so that I can change from it, right? Change where I need to change um, just for a healthier, whether it's thought process, lifestyle, whatever it might be. So yeah, there, there is this aspect where resiliency touches upon almost everything. And there is this, and again, it, it all, it all goes back to, we're going to get knocked down, right? Gray, you said it perfectly. The world sometimes is not nice. Yeah. The world sucks sometimes. It right? does. But not all, but we control what we can control. And that's the best aspect of it. Right? Totally. We can only control what we do, what we say, but we also control the people that we choose to spend our time and energy with. Yeah. And that's very freeing when yes. you come to that realization that. I control nothing outside of this. Mm -hmm. I can control how I react to things. Yeah. I can kind of work on how I feel about things, but I can't control anyone else because a lot of people put so much time and effort to control Everything the narratives yeah. that yeah, it's I mean, exhausting. I think I remember reading this article a long time ago that that is just stuck with me throughout. It's like circles of influence, knowing 
what exactly you control. There's like different circles, right? There's like a couple of people that are really close to you, your, your immediate family, your best friends, people you just, you know, live and die for, people whose opinions really, really affect your own identity, right? And, and how you tie to your self-worth. And, and justly so, these are the most important people in your life, right? Then the next level goes a little bit farther out, more people enter it, but their impact on your life diminishes. And so should your attempt to control the narratives that go into all these people. And then it goes out and out and out. And I, I would say that the internet should fall into like the farthest possible circle here, where you only take what helps you grow and the rest is just white noise. Okay. Um, that's about it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that aspect, yeah, it is, it's super freeing. Um, and I, I really like also how, how you put it. There are, it, yeah, take what you need, take what helps you grow, take the people along with you that help you grow. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, yeah, white noise, background, yep. right? That's, that is one of the things that, again, just helps us grow, helps us change as needed. And I, I, I focus, I'm, my terminology has changed. I'm focusing more on like just being healthier, both yeah. on a physical sense, on a mental health sense. And I think this is something that's needed. And this is not, and I sit here and I hope nobody gets it twisted. I don't have full-blown resiliency to, to everything. Um, I sit here knowing that I have cried at every single Disney movie and there's reasons behind that. Um but it, the, Disney the idea knows how to get you in the field. Oh God! Oh, I just watched Encanto, man, and geez, just, just no. The music's fantastic, but it, it's got to stop. I have to stop crying. <laughs> anyway, um, <laughs> but what Pixar you were mentioning, me. Ray, um, it's uh, that system's called uh, Broffenbrenner's ecological systems theory. Oh. What is and it? Why do I know this? Is because I studied it for the stupid each will pee this summer <laughs> what was it so it's broffin brenner's ecological systems theory oh, so you yes. start off as as the child yes. and then you have your microsystem your mesosystem your mm. ecosystem macro system and chronosystem and it kind of builds on top of it that is social work almost <laughs> one-on-one to a t that is what yeah. they drill into your head <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you were saying i remember this yeah yeah i'm like oh i know that i remember this did they hand yeah. you like a paper that almost looked like it was from like high school like like just science class where it's like a picture of the earth but cut into like a like a graph and it's just cut right down the middle and you see the different layers built out yes. from the core all the yes. way out it is basically exactly that yeah because that's what yeah. i envisioned when I when it you're is. describing this, and then you know, and then NYU just took the hammer to you know hammer and nail to my head and just chiseled that right in there. <laughs> so much so you got a tattoo. Oh, Aww, you remember? <laughs> I did. Oh, I do. <laughs> that is true. That is. That, is that was a wholesome moment. Somebody clipped that. That was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> That's our first TikTok. Anyway. <laughs> we're branching so, out. Yeah, we're branching. Yeah. 2022. See, we have this growth branching. mindset and we're trying new things. Absolutely. <laughs> now, <laughs> with I, I, I don't want us to dive too, too far into uh, this topic and just rabbit hole right do. through it. it. Well, I really do. We can. I, you know, we could go down forever. But in the gaming and streaming communities... What are just off what what do you think are some things, everyday things that gamers and streamers can do to help build resilience in those two communities with the mm-hmm. the the massive multiplayer games playing with toxic players, um solo, you know, people coming into chat and just the stresses and everything that is involved with streaming and everything else what are That's some things that question. some people can do um, the one thing oh go sorry on, no go on, the one thing that i've that i've told clients of mine as well too if a game is getting you 
angry. And when I say angry, I don't mean frustration with an encounter. I mean a different level where you're through the wall, the controller through the wall. Yeah. When you're physically not okay at a game, that has to be a sign to sort of take the break and set a boundary there. You know, we've seen a lot in the Destiny community as well, too, where people are taking Destiny 2 breaks up until Witch Queen. Because there's the there's a level of frustration. There's a there's a too high of a level of frustration. And I think that's important to recognize on an internal yeah. level. No, no one to set the boundary to be like, yeah, I'm gonna step back for a little bit. Yeah, I think that's one way. Gray, I cut you off. I didn't mean to. Apologies. No, you're totally fine. I I think that was definitely gonna be one of the things that I was gonna bring up. It's like self-awareness and knowing what your triggers are. Um setting those boundaries like you mentioned so for example if you're a content creator let's say um i have a lot of people that just come into chat to troll right and there are things that i'll allow and there are things that if i don't shut down it will affect me mentally right it hits too far deep so knowing those boundaries and being able to think before you put yourself in online spaces what am i going to do if i face the situation how am I going to process it? And being prepared for that beforehand helps a lot. Um, what are your must-haves versus nice-to-haves? For me, I want to have a healthy conversation, an open conversation with my chat and my community. Do we dwell on topics that are not so comfortable sometimes for a lot of people? Sure. But is that something that is a must-have for me? Yes. Will I compromise on that? No. Um, knowing what your goal ultimately is from let's say gaming or just being in online spaces online communities content creation what whatever have you going in with that goal in mind and being able to tune out anything that is not contributing positively towards that goal helps a lot and the second most important thing and i'm still working on this is compassion for yourself right you're not perfect you're not going to have the perfect reaction. You're not going to be able to handle everything like, like a God every time, right? You're going to have breakdowns. You're, you're going you're gonna to be hurt. You're going to question a lot of things about yourself. You're going to learn a lot of things about yourself. You don't even know. Like, I still remember the first time I like faced like homophobia in stream. And I cried. I had to shut down stream. I literally just shut down stream and I cried. I was not prepared for it. I did not handle it well. But what that did was it gave me an opportunity to revisit that moment and try to understand why was I hurt by these words? Why did they affect me so much? And what can I do better to um, address them the next time they happen? So self-awareness, compassion for yourself, accepting your feelings as a valid response to whatever you're going through, but still being able to look back and see opportunities to learn and grow. Um, would be, I would say, my biggest things. And the last would be maybe having a support network. It doesn't have to be somebody you go to and talk to. It doesn't have to be a friend. It could be an activity you enjoy. That Take a break. Like you said, do you, just, you, do you enjoy gardening? Do you want to go for a run? Take a break. Go for a run. Read a book. Just step away. Just step away. Breathe for a second. Like, I struggle with this a lot. Destiny is the only game I play. And I started off as I've always been into PvP, but I started off as the horriblest player that you could imagine, right? Like I had to learn how to walk and aim at the same time. I, I was the blueberry and I've come so far, but it didn't come without frustrations. There have been moments where I've just been like, why, why can I not be like that person? Why can I not be that good? But being aware of your own growth, your own progress through things, being aware of the fact of your own limitations sometimes of the effort you're putting in, of how everything else in your life is getting impacted by it just allows you to see the bigger picture, you know, see the forest through the trees and it, it helps a lot. So just, you know, step back. Absolutely. I also just really quick to, to touch upon that, you know, it, you mentioned, and uh, it, it's awful to hear that that level of homophobia was in your chat for for trollish for trollish reasons and i will also say we're 
when we talk about resiliency, it's also not saying, and and again, I'm just, I'm saying this because I can hear or imagine maybe somebody misinterpreting. It's not that we're okay with that, right? That's not what resiliency is. We're not here accepting, okay, homophobia is going to exist. No, by no stretch of the imagination. The idea though- To address and change. Correct. It's the idea that we're going to, in our own personal circle, in our own professional, we're going to remove it. You know, we're going to block, we're going to ban, we're going to, you know, do the moderator, do the admin things to remove it. We're also that we're also going to continue to advocate and to show the pride flag is right behind you. It's the most absolute perfect advocacy representation and symbol sort of needed. Right. And it's that's that's something that I think people continue to to do for those reasons. We're not going to sit here and accept homophobia, but we're also going to talk about it. We're going to educate we're going to push back and against ideology Mm -hmm. like that um but we're also going to i think also as you said beautifully before the world isn't kind so we adapt we fight back within our own boundaries and we take care of ourselves so that way we can continue to do the things we have to and then the things that we want to as well because what you're saying sometimes we hope that someone's going to do that. But if we wait for someone to work on making change, it may not come or not come at the time we need to. So we may have to be that person that speaks up to say sure. that something needs to change. Um, me and my wife just finished watching a movie tonight uh, called Just Mercy. I don't know if anyone mm-hmm. has seen that. Uh, it's with uh, Michael B. Jordan. It's a, a true story about oh, a nice lawyer helping inmates on death row that have been un- unjustly convicted to either get them out of death row or reduce sentences. And he was doing this in the late 80s as a black man in Alabama oh, boy. in like a very corrupt district. And you could just see the toll that it was taking on him, but that resiliency of, if I don't do it, no one else will. Mm-hmm. So sometimes people are put into these positions and sometimes people just work and then become that position. Yeah, I definitely feel that it doesn't It doesn't have to be that you have to create content, you have to be an influencer. It's just in your everyday life it's the decisions you make to be just a kind person and uh, like there be aware of your biases nobody's perfect like i said just knowing what you're biased towards knowing your inherent biases and being aware of them is so 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 much more than what we can ask from people right now Um, absolutely i think that's a great spot right there to actually wrap up i love that right i think there were some great points right there especially for paying it forward to people listening uh, opportunities to build resilience and take better self-care of themselves. And I think that's a great spot to end. I really enjoy this conversation. There's so much that I learned, including that name of the thing that I already forgot, Doc. The Buffer and Benner uh, ecological system? Already forgotten. Yes. (laughs) So it's Buffer and Brenner. So it's a really weird name to, to spell. Even your French. No. Um, so B-R-O-N-F-E-N-B-R-E-N-N-E-R. Put it in yeah. send put it put, put, it, in, put it in the director's chat and I'll send it to Gray. <laughs> here, I was just gonna put it in, in chat here. There you go. There we go. Oh it's wow, the that ecological is theory. Yeah, yeah. Good luck spelling but that right. <laughs> Bronfenbrenner's ecological theory. There we go. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Thank you. Right, right as soon as you started fun. spelling it, it was like, yeah, man, you lost me. ADD <laughs> kicked in, man. <laughs> I know. Ooh. Ooh, shiny. Oh, shiny. Oh, you spell it again. 
<laughs> I got the R and the O. <laughs> there was a couple of B's in there. Yeah. yeah, there was a there was a letter in the alphabet. I think. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> one of those twenty six of them. Yes, yeah. I, I said that earlier. Man asked me a question. I'm like, starts with a letter in the alphabet. <laughs> he goes, thanks, thanks. Great, this was an absolute pleasure. Thank you for coming on. I agree. Fantastic conversation. And I hope you enjoyed coming on. This is, I think you mentioned it before. This is your second podcast. So we (laughs) hope we made a good impression. Yes, (laughs) Definitely. It was, it was just so exciting to to talk to you guys and see a little bit behind the curtain, like look into the minds of the people who make all of this great stuff possible. And the pleasure was all mine. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Where can people find you? Um, so I stream, (laughs) I stream (laughs) not consistently on, uh, Twitch. My Twitch handle is just gamer girl. Great. You can also find me through the same handle on Twitter, where I post a lot of my takes, my thoughts, my struggles. Um, I try to retweet stuff that I find cool and worthy of people's attention. Um, those I would say are my most active platforms and I would love to catch you on either of those. Awesome. And I will say also go check out the community focus <laughs> on bungie.net. Uh, we'll link it. I'm going to throw it in the Twitch chat again, but we'll also link it in the description. It was a really good read. And You're it was. Kind. You're too kind. Yeah. Thank you. And uh, please go show that article and grace some love. Um, Appreciate you. And so thank you all for listening to the Guardians Mental Health Podcast. If you can, please leave us a review on iTunes, Podbean, wherever you listen to your podcast. It really helps spread the podcast to others who may not have heard of us. Keep up to date with everything we are doing over at GuardiansMH.org. You can follow us on Twitter, at GuardiansMH, and join our Discord server at discord.gg slash GuardiansMH. Help us keep the lights on, but more importantly, help keep our mental health kits free. Uh, if you're able to and can, please feel free to donate over at tiltify.com slash at guardians. Those are our mental health kits that Joe is showing up. For those who are listening, Joe has picked up a mental health kit and put it to his camera. Um, he, and his um, second one right now. Oh, I got them all right here. What are you talking about? I get on so um, many phone calls where I actually on meetings and I, I like to have them right here. You are looking to request a uh, mental health kit. Feel free to go to our website, guardiansmh.org, and you can request yours there. Um, we hear you, community. We understand there was a lot of, we had a huge, huge um, influx of people requesting the bungee kits. Um, just as a as a heads up, we hear you. They're getting out as fast as, as, as they can. The people on this podcast here are the ones that are creating them. Uh, unfortunately, we are not Amazon. We don't have Jeffrey Bezos money yet. Yes. Um, <laughs> we we need that mega yacht, right? Right. No, we don't need a mega yacht. We need. I need. Uh, a I need the transportation center. yacht. Yeah. I need, need the yacht warehouse. that brings people to the main yacht. Um, you mean the yacht that has the helipad that parks inside the yacht? Right. You guys right. got way Obviously. different dreams than I do. You guys are thinking <laughs> yachts, and I'm thinking like a warehouse. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, excuse me for being selfish. Anyway. Um, <laughs> we're getting them out as fast as possible. I know myself, Joe, uh, and a bunch of other of our team members will be creating them and sending them out. Stay tuned, be as patient as possible. But um, we also have the kits digital as well on our website. So you're more than welcome to download that. And it includes the guided uh, guardian meditation that Dr. Goku uh, did with a slew of other fantastic individuals. So please go check that out as well too. Um, if you're looking to rock some cool merch that I did not wear, and how dare I, um, go check us out over at High Score Tees, but, but Doc is, highscoretees.com slash collections slash Guardians Mental Health. Are you going to remember that? No. Go to highscoretees.com and search Guardians Mental Health, and you'll find us there. And Joe's face says it all. They are fantastic <laughs> crew to work with no but uh, i also do want to do a uh another thank you before we end to gray thank you so much you did a charity stream for us earlier in 2021 and 
I can't thank you enough for that. That was mm-hmm. just huge, 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 huge. You helped put together over 700 plus mental health kits alone. And that was absolutely amazing, amazing to see and to just get that amount of support and be able to just send out, you know, I think it was 746 or 747 right in there. Um, mental health kits to individuals throughout the community and help bring those uh, mental health resources and sensory items to gamers and community members uh, right to their doorstep at no cost to them. Um, it, it was all done by you and the community and everybody's support. So I I just want to say thank you so, so much for, for everything that you've done for us, all support that you've given us. And I, I really look forward to everything in the future and just maybe playing some games together. No, <laughs> I would love to, but I, I really appreciate it. I'm just the person that shares just the messenger in the bridge, bringing my community. That's just mind blowingly generous to you guys that are doing these amazing things. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. And I can't wait for more in 2022. I, I, I really am hyped to do bigger things, better things. And yeah, you it's guys are definitely in there year. on my list. So well, thank, thank you. you. I have to turn my camera <laughs> off again because I'm blushing. <laughs> but no. All right. I'll stop rambling. Good night, See y'all guys. later. Take care. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.